some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. Welcome back, everybody, to the Process Podcast. My name is Dylan, and I'm Zach. And we were just talking about this before, and then I I told you to shut up and save it for the show. But we're planning a photo trip Ooh. next weekend. Um, I don't know where we're gonna go, but right now in Canada it's fall, which means beautiful, beautiful good, weather, beautiful good colors, colors, good colors, and that also means that it's a great time of year to get photo reference. And yeah. By photo reference, meaning just like building up your own library of photos and assets that you can use in, like, especially in your case, Zach, graphic work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want my own photos for that. And one of my, like, one of our friends texted and said, photos next weekend, question mark. And I said, absolutely. Zach, do you want to come? And then Zach was like, I don't have a camera but I'll go. I said, you do have a camera. You have your phone, right? Got an iPhone X that takes photos. Yeah. And then I said, the problem with phone cameras, it's like, they're better than you think, but not as good as you need them to be. I think this is true. As I was saying to, Oh fuck. Who was I saying it to the other day? I was saying it to someone. It might've been Seb when he called me the other day or not. I'm not sure. Mm. I was talking about, um, photo references and stuff like that and saying mm-hmm. that I want to I want to get a camera at some point mm-hmm. um, because like I want good yeah I want cool photos I want I want to get better at it first of all but I want my own photos for like you said an asset for um, a future project or cool cool graphic mm-hmm. um, work and the problem with mm-hmm. the phones is like they're not bad like obviously like phone like cell phone cameras today are like pretty sick but yeah I feel like only when it's like the lighting's perfect. Yeah, they feel like are it doesn't matter how good, good temperamental. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good like Apple says like iPhone camera is good at low light. It's no, just no. Like they're getting better, but you know what I mean compared to an actual camera, low light yeah. or like super bright? No, when it's mm. like the perfect lighting, they do okay. Yeah. They do pretty well, I think sometimes. You can get some really good photos from it. But I do agree eh. with you. However, after I've used my iPhone 11 Pro for now, uh, I want to say two, three, three, two and a half months. And it was really foggy over the weekend. Saturday, early Saturday morning was super foggy. Um, I'm going to send you a photo right now um, that I took at midnight. And this is an example, the iPhone 11 Pros, maybe the 11 as well, has like a night exposure mode on it. Oh. So as long as you're holding it still, it'll keep the shutter open for a longer period of time, allow more light in to the camera and to the phone. Oh, see, that's quite nice. Right? And that's 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 a photo taken at night. That's at, that's at 1230 in the morning. And you got the red light bleeding into the mist from the, the stoplight down the street but if i were you were to try to take that with like an iphone 6 or something it would probably just look like fuzz 
it's just all noise yeah i guess this thing is like for like for graphic work that i want to do if the photo is not like really really high res that's fine because like that's the thing with when i did the chroma graphics like the photos i took you know years ago they were um, I think they were on my old phone. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just no. Maybe it was I'm pretty X. sure it was. was it, it was your it was your iPhone X because okay, that was, was in March, right? Yeah, I guess I had it then. But like they're they're good, but they're not like as soon as you zoom in a little bit, then you, you can realize. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones I got were were obviously better than others. Um, but when I was putting graphics over it and filters and mess around you're with able whatever, to hide a bit of it. you hide and you don't really notice it, so it's fine and. There's some photos you can get away with, like uh, the ZHU graphic I've been working on a bit. Like, I just got the image from online from the internet, and mm-hmm. like it's it's not a small image. It's I mean, it's classes large on Google, right? Where it's like a th- it's like a thousand by nine hundred or eight hundred, probably or something like that. Yeah. So it's all right, but like I've put like um, like an old film. Um, texture over top of it to make it look like aged a bit and like wrinkled oh, and yeah. got like visual like Adam artifacts Green. on it kind of thing yeah yeah like and that. once you put that on it doesn't matter if the image is high res you can get away with hiding yeah. a lot right but exactly. and there's other things where i'm like ooh, having ooh. something like really really crisp would be nice yeah you know? well i mean like when i i have a a very old model canon t5 high t5i that we bought from Costco maybe six years ago, yeah, maybe seven years ago. Um, they don't even make it anymore, but it's like it still works really well. And all the photos that I have on um, my Instagram, and even the photos that we have on the Process Instagram account, were all taken with that base level beginner camera. Yeah. Um, I was going some somewhere with this. Oh, but like, yeah, like the size of the pictures you can take with that. If you take a raw photo, it's something like fifty five thousand two hundred and thirty something by three thousand something. Right? Yeah. Like it's huge. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously just the name of the game. Like I, I plan on upgrading as well. I think I spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Friday. I'm gonna take advantage of any sales that are on at that point and uh upgrade a camera body and then probably a probably a lens like a just a really basic simple lens like a a 24 to 105 millimeter lens and that'll also eventually allow us to be able to record the um episodes of the process podcast which is very exciting very exciting yeah it's probably going to be a little bit longer for me to get into Mm-hmm. are getting a first camera like it's probably not gonna be a this year thing i just don't have the money no. for really yeah for that but you need um, a job you need a job because like yeah even if you spend a thousand dollars on it which is is that's 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 fair that's a lot harder to spend a thousand dollars on it when you don't know when another thousand dollars is going to show up right exactly that's the, that's tough exactly so. so but hopefully ideally by like next maybe next black friday yeah, like next year maybe that could be nothing wrong. Totally plausible. With, yeah, I'd like it's good to, to give get yourself that more. time. Yeah, I'd like to get into photography a bit more because I, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely enjoy it. I think it's cool. So, mm-hmm. it's like we have a, 
we have a Sony HX400V, which is just like, uh, it's a mirrorless, um, a mirrorless camera that uh, I'll charge up. It's the one that I took with me in Australia, actually. Yeah. So we can bring that on our photo trip next weekend and mm. you can shoot some stuff if you want. Mm. Do you have a separate, or do you have a spare micro SD or an SD card? Yes. Probably. I think, so. yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah. I've got I've got one for the main camera. The micro a micro so. SD. A micro SD or an SD card. I think I got it's a, a micro. It's, like a, it's a standard SD card slot, but if you use it like a micro SD, the and adapter. A micro SD adapter, yeah. I've got yeah, I got both because that's what I use for um, the three D printing. Oh, is it? I gotta throw the file like the STL or not even mm-hmm. no the, the G code onto a micro SD, and then the the printer uses a micro SD. Oh really? It has a, just uses yeah. USB. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a USB on the printer itself. That's it's kind of annoying. SD card. It has a cord, like a right. printer, that um, that has a USB end that can go into my laptop. But for some reason, I can't get that to work. Oh, that's fair. So, a bit annoying. What model is your three D printer again? It's a longer LK one. A longer LK one. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird name, but bit of a. Their naming conventions are definitely not as strong as Team Time Travel. That's for sure. No, not even close. No, that's okay not though. Even close. You um, when did you buy the three D printer? Because I remember like, I think it was after maybe after the pandemic or after the pandemic started. Yeah. And then you sent me a Snapchat one day and said I bought a three D printer because we were doing thesis at the time. Yeah, it was just before it got really bad. Right. Like it was, it was after the school closed, so we're working at home. Yeah. I think when it got really bad and like, I was like, wasn't sure if 3d printing places were still going to be open, which I think most of them were anyways. But yeah, I was like, with everything going on, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And you know, mm. when I hit that point, everyone was freaking out. Like it was, this is the end of the world kind of thing. So it was like, eh, yeah. I don't know if I want to be traveling and it could be really busy and blah, all this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I still want to do a good job with the model. I don't want to just crap out and do it yeah. some other way. Um, so we're like looking just used on Kijiji and there was a like a a Waterloo grad like an engineering grad or whatever that was moving oh, yeah. going back for another program and like was moving into like a really small room that didn't have space for it so he was just selling it wow so hmm. I was like yeah hey man not a bad deal at all have it any 3D printer is better than no 3D printer exactly you know? and it's pretty it's pretty sick actually it is. Hasn't how much of your how much of your thesis did you actually build with it? Oh, not much actually, because I had already done most of it out of metal. I'd oh, already, true, yeah. I already got most of the pieces done because a lot of it being very planar, it would have been just a waste to three D print it. Yeah. No. Totally. It was like, so I just bent everything like plasma cut and bent all the metal pieces. But I three D printed like all the little detail pieces. Like I had some like. Um, kind of storage bins, some flower vases, in flower there. vases and stuff like that, and uh, a little mini model of my thesis inside yeah. my thesis. Just real, real beautiful, subtle product placement. Meta, um, yeah, very meta. Didn't do it much, but hmm. did what it needed to do. I was about to ask you something, and I totally lost my complete 
train of thought. Oh, I wasn't going to ask you something. I was going to, I was going to say something. If you want to see Zach's thesis, it's on his Behance profile. Oh yeah, it's in my under portfolio. His, uh, yeah, under his portfolio, which we have linked in the show notes below. So if you're curious as to what he's talking about, go check out Annex on uh, Annex. Zach's Behance. I I even forgot the the name of my own thesis. I only remember that because I was looking at your portfolio yeah. earlier today. Hey, cool name though. I think it sounds it cool. Is. Where'd you come up with it? Um, or how? Well, one of the big features of the thesis. Um, was the idea that uh, because it's like a you know office on the go type thing, a home office on the go, quick mm-hmm. quick definition, quick dirty definition, um, quick and dirty. The idea is like once you come home, mm-hmm. um, it could physically connect to your home and become your home office that's connected. Right. Um. So this idea of connection and whatever. So I was looking up kind of cool words that were associated with connection and you know, and yeah. uh, you didn't go out and find the japanese word for connection and translate that did you no no exactly no i did not do that um the person the person who does that you know who you are i forgot i forgot the definition of annex record let me look it up but it's it fits in quite well and annex sounds kind of cool and it's almost got like a the way it's written too Mm -hmm. not there's not really like any curves if it's uppercase which i had it all uppercase there's like no no, that's that's there's barely any curves so it's very like powerful oh yeah Um, it's rigid is a rigid yeah. is a good word that i would use to describe the even just the the for, the structure of the letters themselves i like the x in it too yeah so it's like the definition as a as a verb is append or add as an extra or subordinate part especially to a document oh. um but as a noun uh a building joined to or associated with a main building providing additional space or accommodations, which is literally, Oh, that's like, literally yours. It's literally, it's perfect. Right. Cause the whole idea is once it becomes part of your house, it's an extra space. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so I was like, wow. I'm telling you, baby, when it comes to conceptual things, man, you got real deep on that. I thought it was pretty cool. And everyone's probably just like, Annex, I guess it's kind of a random name. Sure, whatever. It's, Maybe it's an acronym. It sounds cool. No, it's much deeper than that. It's big yeah. brain. Big, big brain, brain think, Big brain thinking yeah. right there. Yeah. I, I knew my thesis name right from the beginning because I, I read this book when I was like a kid. And it was about these bears. And one of them was a polar bear. And the polar bear's name was Nanook. Because I think that Perfect. Nanook is maybe an inuit word or it sounds like it like that it sounds like it and it that it means for polar bears or like that's the word for polar bear and my thesis was all about like uh marine biology research in the arctic and my supervisor was a polar bear biologist so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna call it the polar bear but I'm going to name it Nanook and it just flows nice. It's an no, amphibious it's perfect mobile research it. station. Perfect name for it. Yeah. Worked out uh, pretty well. That was a pain of a model to put together. Yeah. Cause we were talking about model making earlier and that thing. I, I started out with like a, with a idea for it. And I think I talked to you about it of, I wanted to make mod- first off model making is not my strong suit at all in terms of skills model making is the lowest in my 
skill set capabilities. Really? You'd say that? Yeah. Interesting. Mm, I say that. I just, I start off and I think I know why it's the weakest strength because I start off very like committed and ready and willing to do it. But then I get like, I reach the halfway point of the process in it and like half the model's done or half the part is sanded and I just, I run out of patience with it. So I'll kind of bandaid it to get it to an acceptable point and then I'll just finish it and then I won't really put 110% of the effort into it it's probably like 75% done mm-hmm. like if I if I were to go back and redo my thesis model I'd just remake the whole thing and make it better because I took shortcuts because I got lazy with it um, again I was going somewhere with this and I totally forget where I was going oh um, when I started out with the thesis model I wanted to make it like the best model that I had ever made and unfortunately I don't think it reached that point um what do you think is your best model? oh my my best model by far is the is the BR, BRP, BRP red back for sure oh yeah hands down the yeah. stand for that was super cool the model was a bit botched but it came together well in the end I think, um, I, yeah, no, I really like that model. They did. Yeah, it was, I'm debating buying like more filament and reprinting it and making another one. Yeah. I think it would be, a, it'd be a cool thing to do. But that one was almost easier because I, I was, it was a concept model. So I only had to paint it white and most of like the surface finishing came out pretty easy. Like there was just something about the the thesis model that I I think I reached the end of my rope. Like I was kind of out of patience, and like I'm not gonna try and hide the fact that I did rush the model at the end of it and just got it done and tried to save it with with photographs, which kind of worked. But um, that's one thing I'd like to improve on is especially like within the context of of model making is starting something strong and finishing something strong i can do that with a sketch no problem i can do that with a video or graphics no problem but the model making like the the physical tangible aspect of it i find it like harder to stay consistent through that process i don't i don't don't know if you're the same way but yeah no kind of i I think that just means it's a perfect opportunity for us to do more models i think Uh, so let's do it let's i mean to be fair though i think we all probably kind of rush the model a little bit in the end just because of the circumstances mm-hmm. right of yeah a lot everything. of it was done at home yeah so you know things happen whatever i think mine uh, i think definitely other yeah, photos helped it a lot more as well but mine mine i think the actual quality of it isn't bad it's just the detail hmm. here and there and again i think it's just because the time and me being a little fed up with it and yeah losing a bit of interest i i think i definitely feel the same way as with you with the finishing it Mm -hmm. um comes a little challenging i think for me though it's because i lose interest in the concept really and because like because i kind of lost interest in the concept of my thesis and i Mm -hmm. didn't love it as much as i wanted to or i did in the beginning yeah um and kind of just got frustrated with the outcome of the design that the finishing the model is just like I don't care about it enough to put everything into it anymore. Hmm. 
So that's right. why I think when it came to the finishing it, I was just like, you know, whatever, make it look decent. Yeah. A lot of the crimes got hidden on photo, <laughs> on the in the yeah. photos. Um, I didn't have yeah. to Photoshop, Photoshop anything out, which was cool, but oh, wow. it hid. I photoshopped a, like half mine. I didn't. I think, um, like, I even have a little like video on my phone of because where I took the photos, it was at um at Hitman Hot Rods where I did my in, uh internship. And he had a he has a little photo booth he built there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, for their mirrors that they make to photograph those for the website. So he made like a, you know, it's like drywall box with like LED lights all across the top and like the sides, wow. and with a you know, with like a little door on it. So the opening inside is just big enough to put something in it. So everything's mm. enclosed. Everything's white. It's got a little lazy susan turntable that Aww. rotates too. So perfect for model making. So I have it on there. The lighting was perfect. It hit everything. That's great. <laughs> like every little scratch or, you know, a little bit of glue here and there or whatever. Just yeah. Any paint flaw, everything was hit. It looked great. Um, even like I think even the photos like it looked very similar to my my CAD render. To be honest, it does. Looking at it, it looks very similar. Because I nailed the colors too of the spray paint. Oh, so did like you it ever? looks pretty similar to the to the cad model shout out um, to montana spray paint for um killer saving us yeah with beautiful killer spray paint beautiful spray paint um but yeah i guess i'm the same but if i'm really into it i like to finish it i think yeah I like I, I remember when i was making my redback model for the brp competition that was when you were working on the uh the clay the car clay. your clay yeah. car um and man we spent hours at school at the school like just working on that project yeah. make i recorded that and linked to that in the show notes actually the um redback 3d printed model video um but we spent so much damn time at the school yeah between working on your car and this redback model i'd say if you were to add up all the time we we're probably there for like two weeks straight whatever yeah. the hours worth definitely of that is and see that's another um, example of a project where the finished outcome wasn't near where i want it to because i lost interest in the concept yeah clay car i lost interest in in uh in the whole uh design of it so i just didn't really uh yeah. finish it which is something i want to work on but you know it's tough right like being i think I think because i feel like we've done a, we've done a lot more sketching than model making mm-hmm. a lot more sketching a lot more rendering a lot more cad than we have done physical model making mm-hmm. so Definitely. we've just we've got more practice at doing higher quality work quicker when it comes to sketching right um yeah because one of the way you speed up in. is just by doing something over and over again you get faster at yeah. right Mm-hmm. But because we've done less model making, I think one of the biggest things is the speed, but maintaining the quality. Yeah. Um, because again, I would say with the clay car and the and the thesis and everything, we didn't have a lot of time, which we didn't. Mm-hmm. But in that time, I think again, starting it now and doing it again, I'd be like, okay, I know what to do better this time. Mm-hmm. And I think Absolutely. I could do it. I could do it faster. And then if I did it again, I could do it faster. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing every time I watch like Adam Savage videos with the model making, he's done so much of it. When you tell mm-hmm. it, when he tells his stories of like at ILM working on model making stuff, like the time crunches they have, 
mm-hmm. but the quality that come it's because they do it so much they can, so uh, consistently and so repetitively yeah so that's one thing where i feel like we're we're a lot better at that when it comes to sketching because we've just done it more mm-hmm. and even with cad and everything but about with model 90% making of the projects are all sketching based and then the last 10 percent is can you make a model for your presentation or yeah. whatever you have to do yeah so i think we've just model making wise we've just compared to sketching we haven't done like anywhere near the same amount right i'd say that's pretty fair like even, even back going back to the brp redback model that wasn't even a thing that we had to do no. like that was an optional thing that we could do for the project there was no there was nothing on Although technically it was on the rubric, but the prof said that they were going to take it out um, because BRP didn't explicitly ask for it, but the curriculum required there be a model component. And three people ended up making a model. I'd argue that mine was the best looking. Yours is the best. Not to brag. Just objectively. No, it. Simply from an execution point of view. Yeah. um, I, I think so. But three like three people three out of the eight people in the class did end up making a model for it but um i still yeah that is still my favorite model but i think having it be optional almost motivated me more to do it because i was like i'm I'm, maybe i have something to prove by doing this optionally that's interesting you know like not like i had to prove myself or prove my my prove my concept in any way but maybe prove it to myself that I could do it right perhaps like I don't know do you remember the last maybe one of the last nights I think it was the last it was the Tuesday and it was due on Wednesday and I was gluing the final pieces together and gluing the last the third leg onto it mm-hmm. and set it up and then we set it down and the first time I put it down the back wheel arm like kicked out and the whole back of it fell yeah and you, you let out a scream i i dropped the loudest f-bomb that has ever been heard ever been recorded in history yeah literally um that was scary yeah that was really scary but then like we did end up finishing it and you can see the uh the final you can see the entire development of the process of that model in the video redback 3d printed model which we will link to in the description but it's a great video. I've been thinking about uh, doing more models, like uh, like we were saying earlier, doing doing more models, making a making a practice out of it, mm-hmm. but also something that we can incorporate into the show and incorporate our learnings and our our experience into the show and what we like the content that we put out. And I've been thinking about reprinting the Redback model, maybe reworking the CAD for it, and making it more mechanical in a way less of a concept model and more uh, like say something you would get in a like a revel kit box yeah like a model kit yeah yeah but that could be cool i also just i want to make more airplanes to be quite honest me too um we definitely should do more um models yeah we should together film it Mm -hmm. oh i think production like love sketching and love like graphic you know photoshop whatever love you know cad i don't like i don't love doing cad i like the outcome i like the rendering i don't like yeah the, no one likes doing cad but something about like 
model making, like physical model making, I think is the most rewarding and the most fun part to, mm-hmm. for me. Um, Any idea why that is? As opposed to like doing a nice render or like a nice sketch or something? I mean, the rendering is like, if I finish a, a CAD rendering, it looks great. It's like, oh, I set up the, I set up the render correct and then the computer did everything else, whatever. It's mm-hmm. rewarding, but it's like, I set it up correctly and then the computer did the rest, right? Hmm. Doing a True. great sketch, that's super rewarding. When I do like a car and it comes out better than I thought, and I, that is definitely up there. But mm-hmm. there's something about like making something from scratch, yes, but then even just a model kit, like seeing it in pieces and then physically putting it together and then mm. seeing it as a finished piece. There's just something I find so interesting about that, so satisfying. Um, it's uh it's do you remember the first model that you ever made not for school oh like just like a model like a like a model kit um i made a lot of model kits when i was quite young i don't the first one that was tough um like i remember making models probably back when i was around four wow um obviously having help with my from my dad and my granddad but oh, you would have been little baby British Zach. Back yeah, then. this was yeah, this is in the UK. Oh, I have wow. a memory of sitting in my grandparents' house at the table at night with my granddad helped me build a I think it was like an Apache gunship, a helicopter. Yeah. But like a I forgot what scale, but a smaller one. Like mm. the whole thing probably would have been five inches maybe. Five, oh, it's well, so really small. So it was a small, it was a small scale. What's the size of a field notes notebook? Um, I remember that. I remember. Uh, I feel like I remember some sort of car or truck, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm surprised the first one wasn't a car. Being it seeing as could have been. I guy. I'm struggling to remember the first one because it was a long time. Because I think you know, family probably realized I like sketching or at least making things early on especially mm-hmm. a lot of things i like now is because my dad got me into them like that's fair. i think the reason why I'm, I, I love cars so much is because my dad does my dad like you know, push it on me when i was really young right and away you, and then you don't have a choice you're going to thank, enjoy this thank god i did enjoy it kind of thing and yeah. it's the same with models like my dad did model kits when he was young oh yeah no he, i remember you talking he about grew that. up making models um and and so he like he got me into it probably when i was young and then i liked it so he's probably happy i did but uh yeah that's probably it's i don't know exactly the first one but that's one of the oldest i could remember i think yeah how about you do you remember Um, the first yeah i got do you remember your first time vividly (laughs) unfortunately Mm uh no the first 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 time was fair enough as it can be i guess first model was um it was in the summer it was a birthday present actually we had visited my grandparents in newfoundland that summer and it was the first time i ever saw the movie titanic Mm. and then it was on the tv and the scene that came on was when the boat split the spoiler alert the boat sinks um <laughs> but the boat is the part when the boat split in two right right as it's yeah. sinking and i was like 
that is so cool. And I thought it was just a fictional story because for some reason, I guess I lived under a rock for the first 12 years of my life and didn't know that the Titanic was a real thing and that it sank. Mm -hmm. Um, so when we got back from Newfoundland, we drove home three days later. Um, I was like Googling on Google as you do. And, uh, just learned more about the Titanic, obviously watched the movie from beginning to end. And then just went down like a, a spiral of Titanic history, like mm. the deepest rabbit hole ever. And my parents noticed that and they're like, Oh, this kid, uh, has become, he's like a heroin junkie. That's just discovered more heroin. And that was like me with a Titanic. So for my birthday, they got me a one to 350 scale Titanic model kit. And that was, mm. I built that in nine days. I'm pretty sure. Cause I wrote the start and the end date on the bottom of the boat hall. Oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, I was pretty creative. See, I don't, I think I've only ever done one boat. Really? Um, only one. I love building And a boats. long time ago. I want to do one. I was saying to my dad last night at model shop, I wanted to do one recently because because of the detail, right? Mm. The level of detail you get on boats is insane. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, I think I've only ever done one boat. I've mostly done like cars and and, yeah. and planes, I think. I've done I'm just counting them here now. I've done two models of the Titanic. One was uh Oh no, the first one was a 1 to 700 scale. Oh wow. So it's really it small. it's uh 13 inches, I think. The one that you can see behind me here up on the shelf there mm -hmm. um, is a mini craft model of the Titanic, which is one to 350 scale. It's about 24 ish inches, something like that. Yeah. And then I did a Queen Mary and then a Queen Mary two, which is like the modern looking cruise ship. Um, the Baltimore Clipper, which is an old wooden sailing ship, which isn't actually, it's a wooden model. Mm -hmm. And then the USS Arizona, which was blown up at Pearl Harbor. I have cool. one of those on the shelf. Um, and then I have one, two, three, four, five, six planes around my room, which there's a blackbird, um, the a black widow plane to ever it's be so designed and cool. built. It's my favorite it's plane ever. I don't think I have a favorite plane. Yeah, I personally, but <laughs> I do. It's that if one. I if I had to pick a plane, I would pick the uh, the tiger shark, which is right above Ooh. me. Actually, I I weathered the shit out of that thing. <laughs> like took a like graphite dust and like yeah. rubbed it in Ooh. with a Q tip and everything, and like a, a sepia or sepia colored pastels, as if it was like rusted. Right. And uh, nice. I made I made all those models in the between twelve and fourteen. Hell yeah. I think. Yeah, 12 and 14. It was only like a two-year thing because then I got into high school and then discovered other priorities. Right. Um, but there... Oh, I was in a model shop. This reminds me of something. I was in a model shop in Australia, in Melbourne, and I, it was like this tiny little entrance off the street. Um... I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. So I go down this like set of stairs and I'm not expecting much, obviously, because mm -hmm. it seems pretty small, pretty low key. And then I go into this monster room and they've got 
it kind of looks like a library where it's just big, tall shelves that yeah. just go back for rows. And it was all model kits. Wow. And they had a model of the USS Bismarck. Mm, and yeah. the box for this thing was like six feet long. Yeah. It was like a $1,000 plus model kit. Yeah. Like a couple thousand pieces. Damn. And I'm thinking, I should, I should just buy this and just build it and then not do anything with it because I can't bring it home with just me. Put it in the ocean. Yeah, just... But yeah, that's my... Uh, Damn. My mom. My dad and I used to drive all over the place, like out west to Hamilton. Hamilton's west? Yeah, Hamilton's west. Or all the way out east. We drove out to Belleville one time just for a model shop. Damn. Which is like two and a half-ish hours from Toronto. Yeah, I. it's dangerous to me every time I go into a model shop. Oh, yeah. Cause it's like, man, I'm, I want to buy all these. I got so many kits that i know i want to buy too it's like because mm. like i've got i've got a blackbird model that i haven't built yet it's a revel i forgot what scale the whole thing's probably probably cl- i want to say close to two feet but maybe probably less oh wow jeez that's huge. maybe yeah maybe like 14 15 inches I wonder um, if we have the same kit. Maybe it, it's prob. Pro- I mean, is is the main body in two pieces, like a bottom and a half, a bottom yeah. and a top piece? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. a glossy black plastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same one. Yeah. That's a bit. It would say fifteen inches or something like that. Over a foot. Yeah, right? I'm looking at mine now because it's hanging from the ceiling of yeah. my bedroom, and I'd say it's about fifteen. I'm yeah, gonna like say fourteen and a little quarters. over a foot. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that one, but I haven't built it yet. Um. But I want to, but then I kind of like want to find a bigger one, a bigger, a bigger more detailed of one of a blackbird because I love it so much. Mm, I'm um, sure you can. Yeah, I'm sure there's somewhere. But then I do want some, do some research. I know I want a um, an AC130 model. Oh yeah, which is like the talk English for me. I don't know what that it means. is. Like you know, like the big military cargo planes. Oh, like a Hercules plane. Yeah, like those are like the C one thirty for cargo. The AC one thirty is like the assault, like weaponized version of that. That's pretty. And cool. I like it because it's back going back to the, all the Call of Duty games. In the Modern uh, Warfare very... Call of Duty games, that was one of the kill streaks you get with the AC one thirty. It was one of the best ones. Um, very this is, nostalgic. It's just hella badass. But I remember last time I was in a model shop like close by, and they had one in like I think uh, wingspan. It was like forty four inches. It was like a big model, like good detail. I was like, four feet. oh my God, I need this. But it was like th- almost 400 bucks. I was like, I can't do that. But it's not terrible, it was, though. it's not terrible, but eh. when you don't have a job, yeah, it's a little and tuffer. I, and I got a PS5 to save up for. Anyways, but then, Ooh, true. so I want that. And then I want like, there's so many car models I want. I can't even get started mm. with cars because there's, every yeah. time I go there, there's like, I want like a Formula One car model. I want like a Le, like a Le Mans prototype model. Mm. I want old classic race cars. I want a motorcycle model. Mm. I want a motorcycle would be cool. I want more military stuff. I want I want a boat. I don't know which boat, but I <laughs> I want a boat model. Do uh, um, do a model of the USS Arizona. That'd be I, pretty cool. I kind of wanted to do like a sail ship. That'd be sick. Oh. 
um, like a. I always want them. I want to cool. find like, like a Pirates of the Caribbean one would be sick. They do them, but they're like oh. kid ones where they're like four pieces and it's like not detailed. Yeah. I want like a highly detailed like black pearl, or maybe you could make one like turn one into a highly detailed like. Yeah. Um, Which that is would the be one sick. that uh, that Davy Jones has? What's that the one? Name was of his the name? Flying Dutchman. Flying Dutchman. That would be insane work. That'd be. I'd a... love to see Todd Mc like Todd McFarland's toy company, McFarland Toys, produce a scaled model of the Flying Dutchman. I think what would be cool, and I have thought about this before, is finding whatever ship, like the Black Pearl or the Flying Dutchman or um, the Queen's and the Queen Anne's Revenge, Mm -hmm. which because Blackbeard Blackbeard was real, the ship was real. Mm -hmm. Um, Find whatever model that is, yeah. Get it and then like build it, but then turn it into the one from the movie, like into Blackbeard's version of it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So you can get something like get a whatever find whatever sail ship the Black Pearl is like, yeah. Um, and then sure. build it, you know, so it's got all the detail and everything. But then mm-hmm. modify it, paint it like you know black and dark colors, and make it look like it's from the movie. I think that yeah. would be a sick project, you know. Three D print a little mini Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's saying why is the rum doable? <laughs> I I just think that'd be cool, like. I don't know. There's way too many models, though. That yeah, there's I, a lot. Because again, last time at the model shop I was there, they had. I almost bought it too. Um, there was a there was a tank. I can't remember what tank. It was no, it was a German. Um, Naturally. Uh, could have been one of the Panzers. Hmm. I can't remember now. Um, That's out of my. I'm not the best no with tank names and stuff i don't know my tank history that much but yeah, need to get on that I, I know it was a german world war ii tank and the scale was like it was pretty big i think overall the body of the tank would have been like um i think over a foot wow i think it was around 12 13 inches i think that actually so it was about huge. a foot um Especially for a tank. And the detail. It was like a special edition of the model. So that had like metal versions of some of the parts. Ooh. So it had like. like Laser cut or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it actually had like a metal version of the barrel. Whoa. Of the tank, of the cannon barrel. And it had like, um, like brass versions of some of the, um, I think of like the shells, the ammunition and stuff like that. And like. That's cool. On the box, it had like a cutaway. And it showed you like everything aside, like the detail was rad. Oh, man. It was a good size, and it was special. It was like on sale for like a hundred and ten bucks, I think, or something. And I should have bought it. I regret it. not buying. Yeah. I should have bought it. But did you buy anything instead? Is that when you bought the Gundam? Model? I think that's when I bought a Gundam because I had some birthday money, and I was like, I'm gonna go. Or my Christmas money, probably actually. And I was like, I'm gonna go buy. It. I want another Gundam kit, and then I went there and. Uh, was looking and then i saw as you do you spend time looking at all the other models and you're like oh yep. you figure out what you're gonna buy. buy you pick it up and hold it close to your chest and walk around the store yeah <laughs> look at the other stuff everything else and next you know you're like oh maybe maybe this one instead but yeah no that's when i bought one of my gundam models i don't remember which one but which those are also like those i want to revisit because i've got yeah got, um 
four of them. Wow. Of Good all collection. the um, real grade ones. Um, right, yeah. Break that down for me because I, I still have no you idea get, like, what any of it means. The lowest grade is called high grade. <laughs> Just because that makes sense. Come on, Japan. That was because those are the first ones they made and they were like promoting them as like high grade like model kits. Hmm. They didn't expect to make sense. different versions of right back in like the fair eighties, nineties, whatever. Um mm-hmm. but you got high, high grade, standards. which is like a one 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 hundredth and forty fourth scale. Whoa. Because, like, in the in the anime Gundam, it's, like, giant robots, mech suits that you have a pilot inside of it, right? Right. And they're, like, battling in space. It's kind of dope. Um, yeah, it seems pretty But awesome. they're, they're pretty big. Like, in the in the, in the the show, they're quite huge, you know? Hmm. Um, so that's, like, but, like, the model, the 144th scale ones are pretty whatever small. And, it's it, like, the cool thing about the Gundam models, if anyone is interested in model making and model kits and haven't heard of it, some of the best model kits I think you can buy um, mm. because of for the detail um, they're actually pretty well priced um, and like, yeah, like what, what's the cost on something like that a high grade one like disregarding special editions or whatever like yeah. anywhere and depending on the kits they're different prices high yeah. grade you're looking at anywhere from like 30 to 50 bucks Oh, okay. That's so much cheaper than what like, I was expecting. Because, like, high grade, like, they're not big. I forgot the size. They're maybe maybe six inches tall, probably, around there. Yeah. And then you got Seems about master right. grade, which is one hundredth scale. So it's a lot. So it's quite a bit bigger. I think those are, like, around a foot tall or so. Um, Whoa, that's big. Or maybe just under. Um, And they have, like... They're more detailed, more moving parts. And then mm. you got real grade, which are the ones I got, which are uh, around the same price point as the high grades. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like the most detailed versions. Um, oh, and then you got a uh, perfect grade, which are like those ones are like the hundred, like couple hundred bucks. Because um, wow. they're like really big. They're one sixtieth scale. So they're like probably two foot tall, some of them. Jeez. But, um, yeah, and the master grade, even the master grades, the bigger ones are like anywhere from like eighty to one hundred and twenty, and then some of the special editions are obviously will run you more. But the cool thing about it is they're like action figures when you build them. First of all, you build them, you don't even need glue. Was it all like snap fit joints? It all or... snap fits together. Wow. So like, so you can basically you can dry fit the whole thing if you're planning on painting it or weathering it you can dry fit the whole thing build it sand everything get all the tolerances done clean it all up and then take mm-hmm. it apart easy and paint it right which is kind of what i was doing mm-hmm. um you can glue it eventually or it just all holds together but then another cool thing is you're basically it's like building an action figure they they move like they're not rigid like solid like a bionicle yeah yeah basically like a very detailed bionicle Exactly. And so when you go through the different grades, like the high grade will have, you know, decent amount of moving parts and detail. And then like the high grade or the, the master grades got like more detail, more moving parts. Mm. The real grades got like the most moving parts and, mm. and detail. And like, if you're into model kits, I highly suggest getting them because they're, 
super super cool like the just when you look at the part trees like the you know the the pieces that all the parts come on right yeah like plastic things yeah like the they like they'll move like they'll be like one piece molded and they like all move already it's it's crazy crazy it's some crazy engineering I, i i wonder how that works like who's who's putting that together on the back end like who's yeah. who's doing the cad for that saying like okay we need such and such so that way when this goes into the mold they're gonna everything's gonna yeah because like they've got some pieces will have like um i don't know what do you call it i call it like a part tree yeah it's a part tree a part tree right okay yeah um they'll, some some of them will have like two colors or two or three colors on one tree what so like they're like multi, multi-color in, like plastic injection. What? Which is cool, but then also, um, some of them like in the real grades I have, the way you build mm-hmm. the models is you basically build like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. That moves and everything, and then you put like the armor pieces on top, kind of. Yeah. And so the skeleton pieces, they're all the really highly detailed, complex moving pieces. Like some of them will. Like before, you even take it off the parts tree, like they move, or you do, you cut them off, and like without even putting two pieces together, they'll move. Like that's ridiculous. that's how they're cast. They're cast like it's. They're really really cool models. That's great. Especially right? if you're into like sci-fi too, or you know, yeah. big giant giant fucking giant big robots. What what's not to like? That's literally that's all you need in life is just giant big robots. Big robots. Big Man. futuristic robots, yeah. So I, I've I built mine, my the four I have, but um. Oh, they're all together. They're all together. I just wanna I want to go back and paint them now and weather them right. and. So what what's the advantage? Because if they if they already come colored per se as a yeah. based off whatever the plastic is, what's the what's the motive behind painting it? Is that well, just I guess. Like, create creativity at work yeah yeah i think so because like they come pre-painted i think with the idea that like if you're new to it and you're Mm -hmm. not big into like your skills aren't like super developed or you don't feel confident in like painting a model and weathering and all that stuff they'll come the parts will come pre-painted so you can snap it all together and -hmm. it looks like it does in the show right right Uh, so you don't have to worry about it um but then i feel like the community around the building is really big so right. like they, they have competitions like building what? competitions for these things right okay so cool. like where they like modify them too and stuff like that. it's it's cool um but i guess yeah the incentive is like it's the same thing i guess of um like painting more details in regular model kits or weathering it. it's like going a step further if mm-hmm. you're into that thing like right you'll put more into it like some people will build a model especially if you're if you're younger and you're not really as good at model making you'll just paint it and build it as is but if you're really into it and you're good at it then you know you're going to paint every little detail and weather it and you're going to put in the time to make sure that the final product looks really bad yeah so i think and that's the thing too i was like like you've got your planes hanging from the ceiling which looks cool it does and sometimes if you have like a car model or whatever you have it sitting on a desk it looks cool but there's something about having like a robot action figure sitting on your desk with a giant fucking gun that just looks badass you know what I mean like it looks cool as a model sitting there 
I like so. the idea of that. Like I've got a little avocado plant right on my desk here and I'm envisioning a sci-fi space battle robot instead. And for some reason, can't imagine why the, uh, the sci-fi space battle robot sounds like a much cooler incentive to put on the desk as opposed to an avocado yeah. plant. You get it both. It's the protector of the avocado plant. I am. It lit it neat okay, paint so. it green paint it yeah it's the <laughs> avocado protector Ava- yeah. i had this thing growing from like this this avocado tree i guess it is growing from a pit mm-hmm. that i pl- that i put in water at the end of may okay mm. and it's now like a tree wow not very big like 12 inches tall and when it was like four inches tall it was just starting to get leaves and i was super stoked so i planted it put it in like a like a nice light loose uh soil for it because apparently that's what you have to do i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm not an avocado plant expert so i put it in the thing and we went out for the day and we came back and the leaves were gone oh the fuck happened to the leaves like where'd the leaves go very confused and then i go to the bathroom to take a leak and i look down on the there's leaves on the floor like how did the leaves get on the floor (laughs) So I look at the leaves and there's little like teeth marks in it. Mm. Like something's, we have a cat. Right. The cat bit the top of the tree off and it just sat there like a little stump. Nice. Just this pathetic looking stump for about, I'd say two weeks. And then in the last week, it's literally shot. It's tripled in size and just shot straight up. Wow. But now it needs protection. So therefore... Mm. We need to get a avocado protector Gundam model and paint sure. it all sorts of shades of green there you to go. protect the pit. You should do it. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like if you, like some model kits, if you go for the cheaper ones, like the ones that say it's like level one or level two or whatever, like the difficulty yeah, Ravel, level. Yeah, Ravel had the different level yeah. factors on it, You'll, the box. The lower it is, the more, obviously the easier is to build less detail Yeah. and less pieces and stuff like that. And if you want to sometimes in model kits if you want like really crazy detail you got to get like some really expensive drop some big money on yeah, some big, big models right whereas the gundam like even the high grade stuff's like pretty detailed for a model mm-hmm. right so it's it's pretty good uh bang for your buck i think yeah there's a lot of like because i remember you showed me um you showed me your box of gundam parts you took your box out and you showed it to me yeah it was very very vulnerable moment for you (laughs) and uh it was like even just looking because we were talking about like using that as like a body surface styling for thesis at that point Mm -hmm. and i remember like looking at this little piece and it had all these little part lines in it and these little like bits and bobs all over the place that probably don't mean anything but it's the like we've talked about it before the illusion of detail and making something look manufactured in a way and i think the gundam models do it even just based off what i've seen which is yeah. pretty limited it's a wild amount of of detail yeah and that's why i'm saying we're gonna go to the model shop and get models that'd be pretty sweet it's just dangerous because like i want to walk out there with like fucking 50 grand's worth of models yeah probably not ideal for you or your bank account no, realistically nope I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to go to Michael's tomorrow for um, sketchbooks for last, Inktober. Yeah, last time I was at Michael's, I didn't really have that many uh, that many no. models. 
that's where I got my first model because like pretty easy barrier to entry just go Mm -hmm. to Michael's get a 50% off coupon pick up uh, the basic model kits that they have there Um, I don't know do you have any model shops around you because like there's there's not much around around where I am there is one in Cambridge actually I'll have to have a see if they're open like during Mm. the whole end of the world Uh, this is true see if they're uh, still open actually um, yeah, and what time because we can check because that one i know is like an actual model shop oh is it where it's yeah. focused on models and um like remote control stuff Ooh. and um even like I forgot um what's it oh, what's it called warhammer what is that I, I don't know sure much it's like a, it's like a tabletop game but like, like you Dungeons get the figurines and, and you paint them oh but then, like, people okay. make, like, giant, like, landscape model boards for it where they play oh, like the, the games on stuff. it. I think they wow. do that stuff there, too, whatever. They're, it's a model shop. Yeah. Uh, other than that one, oh, there's one in, um, the one I usually go to is in Kitchener. It's only, like. that's probably one I've been to before. It's, like, I think it's called Hobby Toy Central yeah, by the, by the movie theater. I think that that's only like 15, 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Michaels in Cambridge, which doesn't have a whole lot anymore, I don't think. I don't know. Last time I was there, it didn't have much. But I can't even remember the last time I was in a Michaels, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Like, oh, no, it was, I think it was a couple of days before everything shut down from the pandemic because mm. I had to get a, it's funny, I drove up there. It was like a 20-ish minute drive and got to buy a single jar of tester paint for like an aluminum color for the model for thesis and i didn't even end up using those parts in the final model because i decided to change things last minute oof and i painted the parts and just never ended up using them so i have just a, a little thing of aluminum paint now which is pretty cool that's all right though at least you got that with nothing to use it on that's the good thing about model supplies, at least, like, you just add to the collection. Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll uh, use it eventually, right? It's like buying more markers. You can never have enough markers. You can never have enough markers. Speaking of which, I want more markers. Mm, I like that idea. Maybe we, uh, I think, well, because there was this whole, like, Copic marker shortage a couple years ago, and, like, all the stores, like, everywhere were just very low on Copics, but... I'm assuming that's ended now because the last time I was in the Michaels, I remember seeing like this whole display setup of Copic markers and it was mm-hmm. full. Right. And the only thing that annoys me is that Michaels doesn't sell the classics. Yeah. They're, they don't. They like sell almost the impossible to find in store. Yeah. The only place I've ever At seen it over has here. Been, yeah. It has been above ground art supplies yeah. by OCAD. Yeah unfortunately so yeah, it's, it's tough of, to get a tough yeah. to get a hold on those yeah it's a bit of a mish to get down there too yeah i thought about it i'm like no absolutely not dude i want to make a... models now we got to go get models and we got to make them together i'm down be pretty cool it'd be a cool video oh now i'm thinking about it my ideas yeah. are going crazy yo oh. what if we did like um like a one day build type thing Mm-hmm. We both get the same model, but oh, like yeah, paint, yeah. but like 
paint it differently or build it differently. Totally. We're, we're doing this hundred percent. This is, you know what I mean? Something like that. Like brainstorm. One thing I've, cause one thing I've always wanted to do is like modify a model. Okay. Like, especially with the Gundam community, it's big where they'll take like say two kits and then use the parts and mix and match. Mm like add yeah, to it watched a bunch of videos on that or like get you can get like custom parts people make from online or there's literally from scratch out of like styrene or whatever make custom stuff mm-hmm. but i've seen like when we, when I, I feel like going into thesis the model we started watching a bunch of model videos that one guy yeah. we found right plasma models i think we got really into it and we're watching all of his stuff and like you know when he's like i just i want to do something like that i want to just weather something because i haven't made a i haven't painted a model except for thesis i haven't painted like a model kit mm. since like the last well, at least in the last like three years probably really since my skills have like gotten a lot better with painting and model making mm-hmm. so i feel like i want to i want to paint a model and weather it and you know make a model as a designer yeah make something like real cool I'm just gonna paint mine all matte black. Yeah, let's just make something like piss off the purists and go get like a a World War Two tank and like paint it like bright blue or something. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. It's almost it's almost overly excessive. Yeah, maybe not. But I like the idea. Do no, like I, a, I like this a Back idea. to the Future version of a Blackbird. That would be cool. I'd like know. to do a blackbird that's been, maybe it's got like a broken wing or something like that. Yeah. And like someone's drawn graffiti or like vandalized this broken fuselage of a plane. That'd be it's cool. like just really dusty and that, that could be really cool. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet to be honest. Dude, the ideas are flying right now. <sighs> Man, there's so many, there's so many cool, like, uh. YouTube, YouTube video stuff too where they do custom models like that yeah I think it would just be a lot of a lot of fun right or even like making some models and then making like a diorama kind of thing to go with it yeah that, that would, be, would be that would be really really neat too I think I planned on doing that for thesis because mine was like yeah. this whole arctic vehicle and part of it could go underwater through the ice so I planned to spend like 200 bucks on acrylic and cut this whole thing out and make this big display thing that i was gonna put on my table at the thesis show and just demolish everything else there yeah but that did not happen which is probably a good thing because it would have been a lot of money just on and a lot of a lot of work like that's yeah real pain diorama stuff is uh even more work than a model i think but you know it'd be cool what's that if we design and 3d print a diorama model of our dream setup of a process podcast studio. You know what I'm saying? That would be really really cool. Yeah. Like model, make a little mini. Yeah. 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 3d print the little mic arms and the table and a sign and a backdrop and a wall. That would be cool. Yeah, we got to do that. That would be really, really fun. Because I'd be like from scratch too, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm so on board with this. We buy the same model and we each make it our own. Well, I've been thinking of that for a while. Like stuff like that where 
either yeah you do the same model or I even had it'd be a bit crazier but you buy each buy like two models mm-hmm. and then you have to mix them Ooh. but it could be like like I don't know how silly it would get like where there's a car and a plane or a tank and a boat or something but like you could like you have oh, to like mix them together yeah. somehow or use some pieces on I don't know like I just I like where this is going because I pictured something like uh yeah, have you ever seen the movie Death Race with Jason no, Statham I don't think so. no oh. no I have not it's like it's like this like it sounds yeah, like something he'd be in though. It's like this like privately owned prison and the they make this like giant race around like the prison grounds on the island and like the prisoners have teams and they make like they build their own cars but they got like weapons what? on them and stuff like that and it's literally a death what? race. It's like it's like a game like you're driving out there and like you you're trying to, you know, eliminate yeah. the competition. When did this come out? Oh, it's like Oh, years ago it's probably like 08 or something or older sounds like it sounds like a movie that would come out in 2000 it's a classic like jason statham action movie right oh, but like it? the cool thing about it is like it almost looks like it like it you know like a zombie apocalypse car where you just like a car with like guns and everything on it and armor and whatever like real mad max <gasps> style i just said it yeah. that that's the idea we yeah. gotta buy a model and turn it into the zombie apocalypse version of that model yes Absolutely, because why not? I can I can imagine the title for the video is we design say it's a plane. Say we get two plane models. We design aircraft for the future zombie apocalypse. Bro, that's literally what it's going to be. Like, imagine. Why is that the coolest thing I've ever heard? That's that's got to be a cool. I that's okay. There's it's probably been done. Right, Probably, I would. I'm gonna. Still. I'm gonna have to YouTube it after this. I'm gonna see if it's been done. But yeah, like I'm picturing like, like for this you'd probably buy, I don't know, some sort of vehicle and then some sort of like military kit. Yeah. So you could put like guns and stuff on it, and we got 3D printers too. We and armor. Print We've got 3D printers, um, and like mix it. You'd probably have to do that, but like having like a car. Or That'd something, so like cool. a train or like something, and you make it like zombie apocalypse. So you got like weapons, armor, but then you could put like, we could do, you know, obviously you'd have a ton of weathering, but like maybe some mm. like blood splatters and stuff like that. And, ah, oh, dude. I love this. I love this whole idea. I, yeah, yeah, that's when it. When are we doing this? When are we doing this? Post October, maybe? ASAP, yeah. It, yeah, posting to Intober probably. ASAP, but also within our abilities. Because I don't think it'd be too crazy. I mean, yeah, having 3D it's, printers it's helps a, weekend. a lot. But it's a weekend project for sure. Like, depending if we wanted to get like a, a car or a plane or something, a model, mm. they wouldn't be too expensive probably. No, we can even like, put a budget budget on it too. Like, do it with realistic constraints. So, like, if some ten year old sees it, he can do that. Yeah, like probably with two models, it's still probably gonna be over a hundred bucks. But yeah, um, yeah. But still, that's not terrible. But no, for right. what it is, like that, just oh man, that would just be so cool. Or even like, you don't even have to mix. It, it could just get like a tank or some. Mm-hmm like military themed vehicle mm-hmm. 
and just turn that into like the zombie apocalypse version yeah because you're obviously going to be like you see it in you see it in mad max you see it in the walking dead like yeah yeah batch stuff together like if right? you have like a i mean you can have a tank model and already make it like the zombie edition or yeah. you got the armor and the guns and you're just painting like weathering it and damage and putting like wo- like blood on it or whatever I'll just have like body parts hanging out yeah. <laughs> out of the tracks. Do like a silicone mold of a tiny, really tiny hand and just flesh everywhere. Ugh. Bones. I think that would be so much fun, honestly. That'd be really cool. I think, I think be, we have to. I think we should. I think it'd be hella fun. Probably be a series of videos too, because I, I just dropped something on the floor. Okay. So I feel like we could turn that into a. Like maybe even like a, like a design exercise of we have the initial product of what it is, whether it's a tank or a plane or a car. We do like a sketch of what we want to add to it, what we want to figure out. Because I think Plasma does that too, right? Doesn't he sketch out his stuff or am I thinking of something totally different? Um, I feel like someone did. I feel like he has in some of them. Because, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about that too. I think he mm-hmm. did in some of them. Just or, at least um, or I've seen some like the, the thing the custom Gundam videos and right, the, yeah. the guy like sketched out like his idea of the additions mm-hmm. he was going to do and then um, kind of use that to help make the pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember looking at that like why is his sketch better than mine? <laughs> why is why is his sketching capability <laughs> so superior? I want to do the idea so badly though. I think that's Let's the coolest it. thing ever. Well, uh, it's going to happen at some point in the not too distant future. Yeah. The process podcast will produce its very own model making series of videos and we'll be making our own models for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I just think like the model making, there's so many cool ideas like seeing, obviously we both love watching the Adam Savage stuff. Huge. Whenever he talks about model, it's like, Man, I want to do that so badly. Like it's like you can tell he's just talking about something that he absolutely loves. Yeah. And it shows so well. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- we I think we can totally do that. I'd be super down, especially if we go to like a a legitimate model shop. We don't have to just pick something up at Michael's just because it's there. Yeah, no, we, we can actually choose. And yeah. You probably get better better quality, a lot more selection for sure going yeah, to like a, a, a legitimate hobby store definitely a lot more i think that'd be super cool Hell good yeah. design exercise too like you take an existing form and then you're adding something to it mm-hmm. that is inherently functional because it has to kill zombies absolutely this is the uh this is the kind of school projects or this is the kind of projects that you don't get to do in school no because they're like hey design a zombie killing vehicle Hell yeah. <laughs> you could have done that for your auto studio stuff, but you yeah, didn't. Yeah, a zombie killing car. That looks good. This is the one thing I wish we kind of did in model making. Like, we had model making throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, because knowing our, you know, the the model teacher, like, Tony, he did that. Yeah. He would love, I think he would love to have a project where he's like, here, go buy a model kit. You got to build it. You got to weather it. You, you got to paint it. You got to weather it, customize it, whatever. Yeah. And because that's like actual model making, right? Yeah, that's working towards like an appearance model in a way, right? 
Yeah. Which is effectively what thesis is. You have to produce an appearance model. Yeah. It'd be like to, doing uh, like a, especially for practice for thesis, like if you did that in second or third year, because that'd yeah. be like something you would do in, um, like if you're a model maker for like a movie mm-hmm. and you're making something that goes on set or whatever. Yeah. Working in a prop house, you have to, you have to make it look, especially if you're making multiple of the same thing, they all need to look the same. It needs to yeah. be the same part, same unit. Everything looks identical. Otherwise, it like loses that effect. Mm-hmm. Like what a I workshop's th- making all these swords. Yeah. That'd be, oh man, can we design swords? Can we design swords and make swords? I mean, we could. Got a big bar of aluminum in my garage. Like perfect. Four, like four feet long. We could probably do something with. Is it like a flat bar? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a, half an half an inch, half an inch thick and about four inches wide. Oh, that's that's made for a sword right there. That's what I'm saying. It's literally it's it's perfect. Because that's what they use in Weta, right? For they use aluminum. Yeah, I think for mo- most of them are aluminum, and then some of them are, depending on the, I think depending on the type of sword, like if it's a hero sword they make it out of steel I it think. could be it could be a steel one yeah but like um, the majority of them are just uh, aluminum yeah a lot cheaper too surely As and a lot to easier to work with right so oh yeah you and lighter and hmm. just more more like, pretty in general you just cut aluminum grind it and it's pretty easy yeah easier than steel anyways oh no that's for sure so basically that leads us to say that if you're a if you're a sword designer or if you design vehicles for the zombie apocalypse, send us an email. Hi dot the process podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. We'd uh we'd love to hear about your zombie apocalypse design process. I think that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, if anyone's actually seen uh, anyone else make a zombie apocalypse inspired model, or if you've done one yourself, uh send it to us because we need some ideas and yeah. uh and that way yeah. we can be humbled and get off our high horse for thinking that it's an original idea. Yeah. I, I know it's not original, but I just like, you know, come on, a zombie apocalypse. I like zombies. I like it's zombie. fucking cool. Why not? You know, why not? You know, have like a supercar model with like a minigun on it. Yeah. We need something to look forward to. Speaking of which, we're now a day closer to uh, you learning what my Inktober secret True. project is. Yeah, which has excited. been burning a hole in me. Did you sleep well last night because you were thinking about it or you couldn't sleep? I couldn't sleep because I was trying to think about it. Good. Every day you're just like, you know, got this thing, got this idea. Got and this like, cool thing that I'm you, going uh, to do. You want to share it? And you're like, no, no. That's no. Like, All gonna, right. Here, here do, do you want, I'll, uh, you want to know how to keep you in suspense? Yeah. I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay. Ha. It's funny because I will uh, tell you tomorrow. Yes. You will be informed. I'm very excited. I sent you a, I sent you a picture too, like a, an intentionally blurred picture of the notes that I was taking and like the mind ideas that I was writing out. And Evil. you can't read it. Nope. You could probably make out one word in it, realistically. But I sent it on Snapchat, so it's impermanent. Yep. It'll never be there. Have you ever thought about that? Like if you could go back and get Snapchats that you sent or received... Like, if there's a database of that anywhere. I mean, they probably, I don't know. Maybe they have a database somewhere. I feel like they probably do. 
Surely. Even if they say they don't, I'm sure they do. Surely they do. It's backed up on some server somewhere. Probably. I have a picture of me with a dumb face. My dumb face with... I've got so many pictures of you just with a, a dumb. I've got, I got a appearance. bunch of stamps of your of your face too. This is true. I got I got yours with a pancake in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> or like, I remember that. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, I got some good, that. good good pictures. It's been been on my mind basically. Is yeah. the whole. Um, I think that was back in like long hair Dylan days. Yeah, that was long hair. That was long hair Dill days. Long hair Dill days which I'm in the process of getting back to right now, but I will cut it eventually. Mm. You know, it's, I did cut it once over the summer or I cut it right before um, lockdown. I was like, I'll get it nice and clean thinking right. that it would be nice for the thesis show, which obviously never hat happened. Jokes yeah, on so you. It's been a hat ever since, but looking at my reflection or my image in the, camera here it's starting to uh starting to get ratty and also starting to fall out mm. yeah which is very unfortunate same with me maybe maybe i'll cut it soon maybe i'll just keep i'll grow it out until i have to go on a date or something and then we'll just see how long it can get right it touches my butt it's like oh well that's probably not good <laughs> that's probably i think you healthy. might be a little far away from that day i mean hopefully that'll take a long time six years seven years i'm gonna say so yeah. it better not reach that point <laughs> is basically what we're trying to say if you have long hair send us an email hide out the process podcast <laughs> gmail.com uh leave us a hair. review on apple podcast i don't know if you can leave reviews on google podcast and i don't think you can on spotify but if you're uh, if you're following on us on those platforms and follow along, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. Give us a five star review if you really enjoy it. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy it, tell us why. Yeah, tell because, us what uh, else we could do. Yeah. Change your mind. Anything, if there's anything you want to hear about that we haven't talked about yet, obviously there's a lot more episodes to come. So chill. Um we have actually got a couple episodes planned based off of an email that we received last week that we're going to dive in depth on, but we want to do it right. So we'll have, those will probably be a bit more of a structured episode where we have, we, we pre-produce it beforehand and like have, have a list of stuff that we can talk to as yeah. opposed to just free balling it like we've been doing for, for most of the time. So we uh if you've made it this far into the show we really appreciate it we appreciate you listening yeah appreciate your time thank you for listening uh make sure to check out the instagram as well yes process follow underscore underscore podcast two underscores double underscore we're getting closer and and closer to inktober and our work will be posted on there yes it uh, will daily when we we get there can't wait for that i'm super excited it's It's gonna gonna be be really cool uh i've never actually done inktober before me neither ever so so we are we are virgins yeah it's gonna be interesting our our inktober virginity how fun is that gonna be i'm nervous yeah i'm nervous 
we're going to take it slow right off the bat. Yeah. As you should. As you should. And uh, I think that's enough talking about first times for one episode. First times, first models, first time doing Inktober. So we're going to wrap this one up, folks, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening.